Hello, um, I want to give you a heads up that I'm talking to you from my mom's house. I'm laying down in this makeshift computer room, guest room, because that's what you end up getting um, when you're 33 and you visit like three times a year. So it's like a day bed where the desktop is, but... I'm pretty grateful for it, so not complaining, but I just wanted to share that because I'm definitely, like, feeling sneaky and quiet, um, and I have so much on my mind, um, coming home, it brings up a lot of different feelings and anxieties, and one of them is that I, my pattern in my family is to withhold information about myself, to withdraw, to keep things just secret. Secret is the most normal default setting I have. Um, I think I'm very sensitive to, like, feeling shame. I think that's, anyone is. People don't like shame, but like, I don't know, it feels like anything I do can be used against me and my family, so it's easier for me to just hide things. And it's funny that, um, I don't want to say like I hid my drinking, but it's just like I've hid most of who I am from my family, and that did include drinking. And now I am in the dark, waited for everyone to go to bed, for me to record in privacy so that I can hide this aspect of my life. Um, I thought about that on the drive up because I was thinking, oh, I can record in the car and that'll break up the long car ride. And then I realized I did a test sample and the highway was just way too noisy. And I was like, okay, well, what if I do it on the side of the rest stop? Just because there was like a nice seating area outside uh, not nice, it was like behind a dumpster, and the highway was still too loud, and so I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I have to record from my house, how am I going to do it? Um, and then also thinking about just like recording, I realized, what is my rush? And that's something I just want to bring up, that I am having an issue with wanting to get to a point really quickly. I want to speak fast. I want to rush. And I thought about this and it feels like I don't want to waste your time. I feel like I'm not worthy to slow down and just have some silence to take my time with it and to think and so, and I don't mean just like talking slow, more slowly here. It makes me think about like taking up time. Like I have it in my mind that I have to keep it at 15 minutes or I have to like just get it over with. And so I wanted to be mindful of that and just talk a little bit more thoughtfully or, or to be less concerned about getting this wrapped up because I'm not in a rush I don't know where you're going. I mean, if you've listened this far, you have nothing else to rush to because I think we have a good vibe. We have a good thing. Um, and so I hope you 
know that you deserve to take up space and that you don't need to rush. And I think we're better when we slow down and take up space. And Okay, so there's that thought. Um, on the ride here, I was able to listen to Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. And this album, I'm telling you, it's incredible. And it really feels like, to me, the perfect COVID-19 emotional album. When I listen, it's one of those albums that when you listen to it, it feels like you're in a movie and you're the main character. Um, The songs give me chills. It makes me think about recovery. It makes me think about just like where I am in my life. Like this album came at the perfect time. Please give it a chance if you haven't already. Um, I have to say my favorite song is My Tears Ricochet. I just said ricochet so weird. Anyway, My Tears Ricochet. And one of the lyrics is, um, oh, I'm going to mess it up. But it's like, if you were... If you wanted me to die, why are you at my wake cursing my name? And it's just like, I love that idea of someone like really just spending this hatred, this energy on you, but still showing up to your wake. Um, There's so many good lines in this album. So give it a chance. Um, If you haven't already, if you do like the album, let me know your favorite songs and specifically some of your favorite lyrics. And then um, I, oh my God. So I get here and when I got to my mom's house, I was able to check in with myself and I noticed I had just got so quiet and stopped it because I thought I heard a family member outside of the door. And then I just sat in silence and played on my phone. And I just want to reiterate, I'm a 33-year-old man who's, like, afraid to use his full voice in a room that no one can hear me. But also, what am I saying that's bad? Nothing. It's just bad has nothing to do with it. It's all about fear. I don't want any... In my family, we use any vulnerability to attack you and destroy you. Um, What's funny is you know a side of me that's vulnerable and shares a lot. And that's nice. (laughs) But in reality, if you were related to me, I would seek out your weaknesses. And I would debate you and be unkind with my words and I would look for any vulnerability and I just right now in real life I just made my hand look like I'm holding a knife I would take your weaknesses and I would cut you with them um but that's a pattern I'm trying to break and I think that might be normal for um siblings and relatives to just like we get okay so let's get into this like oh I was let me finish my other thought and then I'll go back to what my therapist taught me um when I got to my mom's I kept saying like what is going on in my head or how am I feeling how am I feeling and I was able to realize I was able to verbalize it which is huge for me and I was able to say 
my emotions are fried. My nerves are fried from the drive. Um, people were being so aggressive on the road, and um, let's just say I saw a lot of political signage that I disagreed with, and that was just like leaving my home to go to my like former home made me think like I have to be prepared. I have to have my guard up. I have to be ready to go on the offense with like my thoughts. And as soon as I got to my mom's, I took a shower, listened to some Enya, and was able to calm down. Um, but I highly recommending recommend verbalizing. My nervous system is shot right now. I need to lay down, which I also did. I showered and then I laid down and then I was able to join the group. Um, so something my therapist said, therapy was freaking amazing. Um, oh, back to feeling like I need to rush. I just had the idea that I need to speed this along. It hasn't been like long at all. Anyway, I'm looking at the time as I record. Um, so I talked about fearing engaging in old patterns once I got home because I already know how the people closest to me are likely to respond. And since I know this, and since I've been working so hard on myself, I need to stop those patterns. And I said to my therapist, I need to mature like 20 years worth in less than 24 hours before I get to my home. And she said that she would challenge me on the word mature. And here's why. That she's trained on internal family systems therapy. So basically like the movie Inside Out where we have all these parts to help us survive, to help us cope with things that are difficult. And she said that when we leave our family system, we, our parts, so like the different components of who I am, when I leave my family, those parts have some room to breathe and they can like kind of function at a, like a different capacity. But when they come back to the system, when they come back to the family, systems are very strong. And I think she wanted to say that systems are more powerful than parts, but she was very careful not to say that. She just wanted to say systems are very strong so that when I introduce myself back into the system, specifically my relationship with my mom, that my parts that I feel are calm and like, so I guess like my the part of me that needs to be right, that needs to be in control. When I'm at home in my house, like doodling, that's a part of me that can chill out. But as soon as I start talking to my mom, even right now, my voice just changed and I'm doing the like Italian gesture where all my fingers are gathered together to kind of look like um, a butthole. So... <laughs> As a teacher, kids would do this hand gesture to make their fingers look like a butthole. I can't explain it any more than that, but like kids would be like 
look, <laughs> look at my, look. <laughs> and I never knew that when I was in third grade, but third graders now, that's a thing. Um, maybe not everywhere, but I'm doing this gesture to me. That means I'm an aggressive Italian and I'm really not that Italian, but it's something that people cling on to as a form of identity. Anyway, if you're proud of your Italian American heritage, I'm really happy for you, but I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey where everyone needs to calm down. Anyway, that's a side thought. I'm going to have to revisit that because I have a lot of emotions around that. Um, like, really, Tony? Are you that Italian? You're not. You've never been to Italy. You don't speak any Italian. You just do the, you do the thing where it's like, hey, ma! We need some more mozzarella. And it's like, you're not that Italian for pronouncing mozzarella. Mozzarella in like your pseudo Italian accent. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel. Where was I going with this? So as soon as I started talking to my mom, I felt my parts go right back into the old dynamic. And so it's indescribable how strong it is. How, how much I meditate, how much therapy I go to. As soon as my mom mentions some old BS, my claws come out and her claws come out. My walls come up, her walls go up. And then I was able to check that. Breathe. And I turned into, I was much better at just asking questions. Just, and I made it a game. And do you know that game where the game is just, do you know the game where you only ask questions? It's really hard because I was even just trying to play with myself. Um, Do you know the game where you only ask questions? Uh, How do you play that one? And then I like, that's a dead end for me. Like, and that's what's fun. You play it with your friends. You just say, you always have to ask a question, but that's the game I was playing with myself and it was easy to play with someone who isn't playing. Like they, my mom just started answering the questions. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this is a much better dynamic. I'm just going to ask a question to every response. And the conversation went so different because it, I wasn't, sometimes I wasn't even listening. <laughs> like she would answer and I wasn't listening. I was just spacing out, thinking of the next question, and she would talk, and her defenses were down, and she was, her claws retracted, and then I was, sometimes I even asked, like, stupid freaking questions, where I'd be like, yeah, how do you feel about that, and I don't, people just love to talk, people love to talk about themselves, and I decided this is what, oh, 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 okay, I want to go into this, um, so I'm on Grinder, um, which is primarily used for like, uh, I don't know, it's like, it has a sexual wrap, but like, I'm basically a Puritan pilgrim right now. And I really do just use it for like small talk and to like connect with people and talk. Oh, this guy's handsome. Um, I'm looking at it now. He's handsome, um, buzzed haircut, beard, um, shirtless. I will tap him. That's something to indicate um, interest. 
And so my username on Grindr is BLM, standing for Black Lives Matter. And I'm laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Someone's picture is of a street sign that says Horny Town. <laughs> so, like, that just made me laugh. Um, but also I'm laughing because my username being Black Lives Matter, I'm going to go back to this conversation. Someone with no profile picture, he sends me this. He says, all lives matter, dumbass. So seeing that in the first line, he has no picture. I'm like, you're a troll. You just want to be divisive, in my opinion. And I'm thinking, I am love and light. I am in therapy. I have time for this. So actually, let's read this short Oh, it's kind of long. I'm going to read this back and forth. And I just want... So he is, like, ignorant. And so, like, trigger warning content... Actually, I'm not going to read this because he's so ignorant. But he just says things like... I'll read a little bit. He says, all lives matter, dumbass. And I say, they sure do. I'm talking specifically about black ones right now. Like Breonna Taylor. I think about her every day. I wish you well and hope you heal whatever it is that makes you call stranger strangers' names. Because <laughs> he called me a dumbass. And he said, It's rare that one matters. Floyd did not. He's dead. Good. And good that dirty cop is off the street. And so I say, I thought, dot, 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 I thought all lives mattered. Is there a face I could attach these ideas to? <laughs> because he has no picture. And it's just like, I'm in, I have the time, is my new mindset. I am not going to argue with people. I will just ask questions. And so that's what I do in his, in this conversation. I just ask questions and that's how I need to engage in things. Um, oh, this is a message I just got from someone named Lee. Lee is 59. Lee has no picture. And he just sent me this message in all caps. If you need help financially to pay up bills, rent, and debt, add me on Snapchat. And then he sends a username. I'm going to be funding you through Cash App. Oh, really? Okay, cool. That's my response. This is BS. He's going to string me along. He's going to want to see me without clothing. And even if he... Honestly, I said this in the other recording that I do not care about money right now. Even if he were to offer me money for very little goods and services... <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, if you wanted a picture of my butt or whatever, or my junk, it wouldn't be worth, like, what are you gonna send me? $50? Like, that, I don't, I don't know the going rate for a nude photo of me, but, like, 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, like, you can suck a D. I don't care about it. 
Um, are we having fun? Are we having fun not rushing? I'm having fun with you. Thanks for listening. Go through Grinder. Um, it's something I do every day. Just like, oh, he's handsome. Oh, I've talked to him when I visited my mom in the past. Um, you know, the singer Ariana Grande, his username is Bariana Grande, like a bear, because he's like kind of a hairy guy. Um, and so I like the wit that he has there. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about is the show Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. I don't know if I mentioned it already. Stop what you're doing. You have to watch it. It is a show with um, people on the autism spectrum share their stories, share what it's like to have autism or to be on the autism spectrum and to want love and connection and to they go on dates and you watch the dates and my heart pounds because it is everyone can relate first dates are awkward and these are people who are like you just watch people on a first date and it's like I have felt like every one of these people on a first date and I've felt these feelings, but they just, the honesty is just so beautiful and it is breaking stigmas I've had um, about people with autism um, because, and I don't, I don't, I'm tiptoeing a little bit, but I'm, I'm like learning. So let me just air this out. I was, I remember being raised and seeing examples of like autism means do not touch me. I don't like to be touched and I'd rather be on my own. And these beautiful people are looking straight into the camera and they are telling me I it's hard to be alone. I want connection. I want to be in love. And it just is like it means a lot to me to see that like they're saying my behavior does not match what I feel on the inside. I relate to that a lot. I isolate. If you were to ask if you were to look at footage of me like I don't know if you had like closed circuit cameras of me just like putzing around my house you would say that's someone who wants to be alone. Like, they're not interacting with a lot of people. They stay in their house. Um, But I guess it's just helping me realize, like, at my core, I do want connection. I do want um, love and support. And so um, Love on the Spectrum on Netflix is just... I'm watching it now with my mom. Well... Earlier, I watched two episodes with my mom, and she's so into it, too, so it's really nice to talk about it. Um, Oh, my goodness. I feel so much better taking my time on this. Um, Thank you for listening. Oh, I'm not done yet. I have an update. So I told my therapist about how 
much in a funk I've been when I've been going to bed super late and waking up late. So I came up with the idea for the morning accountability group. Um, so today was the first day I woke up at seven and I meditated, journaled, and had tea without playing on my phone. And then I went on Instagram Live at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we had a little um, just accountability group to just wake up. And so I'm going to do it today, Wednesday, is when you may be listening to this at uh, 8 a.m. Eastern. And I'm going to be doing it from like either my backyard or hiding in this room. Um, But it made my day so much better than I thought it was going to be. So I'm really excited to do it again tomorrow. And this is just a reminder that you are in control of your day. If you can, you can change your behavior to do something different and look at what a successful person does. I like to think like, what does a healthy person do? And to me, it really takes several steps like, oh, a healthy person sets an alarm on their phone and they wake up. A healthy person goes to therapy. A healthy person will have oatmeal for breakfast. Um, Also, what I love about the show, Love on the Spectrum, um, it, it really makes you think like, oh, we all have different aspects of our personality that just like could be described as like being on the spectrum of autism. Like, um, the way I process things, the way, oh my, just watch it. You will relate to different things. I think you will. I mean, I relate to it a lot. Um, and then, oh, my mom, I kept telling my mom, I was like, mom, I relate to what they're sharing and I know you're going to relate to some of the stuff too. And one of the um, individuals is very specific that her food cannot touch on the plate. And I'm looking at my mom as she says this, on the as the person's sharing this. I'm already looking at my mom because I know what my mom's going to say. And she, my mom instantly says, that's Aunt Becky. I just changed the name. That's not really her name. But she goes, without missing a beat, my mom goes, that's Aunt Becky. And I'm like, I know. I know. Because we all relate to different things that are on this. So, um, join my morning accountability group one day at a time. Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, um, I just forgot how to end this. Okay, I love you so much. Goodbye.